Welcome to the Culture Builders podcast channel, looking at how individual and team performance builds strong cultures. Hosted by Jane Sparrow and Chris Preston. You are listening to a deep dive episode. Hello, I'm Jane Sparrow, founder and author at The Culture Builders and Tuttle, and I am thrilled to have with me Kirsten Ferber, who is the Chief People Officer at Channel 4. And Kirsten, I have worked with in many guises over the years, but I'm particularly excited about some work she's been doing to research the Sunday night blues. So welcome, Kirsten. Morning, Jane, and on a Monday morning as well. Just after Sunday night, we couldn't have planned it any better. We couldn't, and I'm feeling quite full of bubbles and energy. I hope you are too. <laughs> I am indeed, absolutely. One coffee down, I'm ready to go. So Kirsten, before we get started, tell us a little bit about your background and why you were passionate about this topic in its own right. Yes, well, I mean, Jane, as, as you know, as you said, we've worked with each other for um, and discussed culture for many years. So my background is predominantly within media, um, in senior HR roles, so spanning from uh, Discovery Channel to 20th Century Fox, to BBC, to Kantar, and then currently in at uh, Channel 4. And I think one of the things from a people professional, I've always been particularly interested in and have felt that it really is the foundation to the su- a success of an organisation is culture. So I've been blogging about it for quite a number of years and one of the discussion threads that came out from the blogging was around Sunday Night Blues and I was sort of talking to colleagues and friends about do you have the Sunday Night Blues? Do you know have that feeling on Sunday where you, you know, start thinking about work? What have I got to do? What's on my to-do list on Monday? And that started to resonate quite a bit with everyone I spoke to. So I thought, well, that's quite interesting. That's something to um, to explore a little bit further, just to see what impact that had. Or is this something that, you know, more people have this feeling about Sunday Night Blues? That's really where it came from. I love that. And it makes me think also about my Sunday evenings. And I don't feel I have Sunday night blues, but I suppose I do have Sunday night thoughts. So you start to think about the week, but not necessarily bringing me down. And I I suppose that's the interesting factor, isn't it? Is how many people have thoughts and then how many people actually feel blue as a result. So so as you say, commissioned some research because you wanted to do a little bit more around this. So tell us a little bit more about how you went about that and how you partnered with a research group. Yes, so I mean, sort of back to your thing of like why is this important I mean I think that's always the thing isn't there of like why are we doing this and as I started to talk blog a little bit more it was really starting to questions that were coming up around as you said you may have thoughts about Monday morning some people might have blues about Monday morning how was that impacting their Sunday night and were they starting the week in the best place they could or were they starting the week in um, not the best place because maybe they'd not been sleeping, maybe they were concerned, maybe they were worried, some people were starting to actually work on a Sunday night. So really trying to unpack 
what's this about people starting the, the beginning of the week in their best way? And also then, what does that mean from an organisation perspective? If no one's starting in the in the best place, if, if you're a leader, if you're not a leader, if it impacts the bottom line and therefore on a bigger scale could start to impact the economy. So that was sort of the reason behind it. And I think in the world of data, because let's face it now, we need everything. We need to have, we need the mechanics of, I think, some of these ideas. So started to really spread the net out and Exeter University, we started talking, they have a really good part of the university which really focuses on human resources, leadership and organisation. And the professor there, who we started very much actually engaging on the subject itself personally, which tends to happen when you start talking about the Sunday night blues. And they started to say, well, actually, we'd like to research this a little bit more. Let's do some desk research initially and then start off with our first survey to really see, is this a thing? Because I suppose my concern in all of this is I could be talking going, oh, yes, I think it's something. But actually, is it something that has been verified from an academic perspective to then build into what future work can we do as leaders to um, you know, improve this? I love the fact that you wanted to get that rigour behind it and get the data as well to find out, is it a thing? Because as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking about leaders we work with and how we often say just the simplicity of trying to make Monday morning the highlight of people's week is actually so critical to do if you're, if you're going to get the best out of people. And so I love the fact that you wanted a, to really deep, deep dive and get the research behind this. And understand that you've had some key findings so far, haven't you? Not the full report, but tell us a little bit about what's come out with Exeter. Yeah, no, definitely. So this is our first phase, and I can certainly talk about phase two, which will go much deeper. So the initial research found, which I was very pleased and actually quite relieved, if I'm honest, that it confirmed Sunday Night Blues is a thing. And I think that just adds the starting to the conversation in terms of being able to go deeper. What came out of that were things, um, uh, a few things. It can happen at different times. So it may not be, some people were saying, well, actually I have it early Sunday afternoon. Some people say I have it late in the evening. And I thought the interesting thing for me was it was even for people who love their work. So it wasn't people like, oh, I really hate my job, but now I've got mm. to go to work on Monday or, you know, we've all been there, haven't we? I'm looking to, you know, shift my career in some way. This, these are people who are like, I love my, I love what I'm doing, but I really have got that little bit of a sinking feeling on Sunday. And that may have been due to leaving Friday with I hadn't completed everything I said I wanted to do or anticipating maybe a little bit of a difficult meeting in the week. So you start thinking about, oh, how am I going to come through with that? And it may be also what came out of the research was actually, I know it's going to be a really busy week. There's a high workload, there's high expectations this week. There's a particular project that needs to be landed. So those are some of the things that started to come through. But overridingly, and I, I, Jane, I don't think you'll find it too surprising, is this was very much around, it was very individual individual about how you felt about Sunday night blues and individual in terms of what you'd want to do about it. 
And so the individual component being that that it was very different by person, you mean, rather than there's real themes that you could point out and say 95% of people surveyed said. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. So there were very much common themes, but not like large percentages. I think we'll get into that in our second phase of research. But overwhelmingly, people were saying, well, actually, it impacts me this way. And someone someone else would say, well, actually, I like working on a Sunday evening because then I feel good for Monday. So, again, I just think it, it shows that we're all human. We're all different. Yeah. And it's so true, isn't it? Because every individual has a different approach to work different times work for them don't don't they and some people are morning people some people actually prefer to get ahead on the weekend so that then they walk in feeling completely in control on Monday morning but I guess it's it's thinking about oneself but also the impact that has on others because I know for me certainly I've stopped sending emails on a Sunday so I'll put them in my drafts or I'll delay the send because I choose to work on the Sunday night but I don't want to be the cause of somebody else's Sunday blues so I guess there's a an awareness that this raises among us all about actually how do we prefer to work what's the impact of that on others and how can we work in a way that has a positive impact on self and others but when you look at the research this phase one Kirsten what does it speak to you about when it comes to what the findings mean for colleagues, for managers, for organisations? Well, I suppose there's a number of things. And, and one that we've you've just mentioned there is starting, first of all, to be aware of your work style and how you like to work, knowing that other people might not want to work in that way. So, as you said, you know, you're conscious around sending emails on a Sunday night when if people happen to look at um, emails, that is not going to put them in the right right uh, place of um, right space for Monday morning. I think the other area is thinking about scheduling in our diaries. I think we we rely on our diaries a lot. I think um, particularly in now we're in this hybrid way of working. Um, and we were talking before, weren't we? In, in, you know, it can be very task driven. So do you have, or as a leader, do you have those update meetings on Monday morning to do a bit of a roll call of what's going on? That's actually quite stressful for people because if you're coming in on Monday and trying to work out actually what are my focus areas and then I've got to be ready and, up and update my team with what's going on, you might need a little bit more time Monday morning. So one of the findings was maybe don't have a Monday morning update call at 8.30 or 9 o'clock, maybe put it a little bit later in the day just to give people a little bit more space to sort of work up to what that might look like. It's interesting you say about the Monday morning meetings, because we have hours at 11.30, and that does seem to work so that people have had time to catch their breath, plan out what they're doing, get started so they feel they've actually made some headway. Before then, we have our catch-up. But interestingly, it wasn't planned for 11.30. It was because one of our team as part of her kind of non-negotiables of how she works, does an exercise class at 9am. And so therefore we'd said all along, we, we didn't want to intrude on that because it's part of what makes her brilliant. And so we'd make our catch up later. And ironically, I think it's probably helped us. So it's interesting that that was one of your, your findings. How that connected. Well, and I think the other area is like linking onto that is, I mean, I'm going to call it listening and creating space is for us as leaders and managers to really listen how do our teams, how do, as a team and as individuals, how do you like to work? I mean, I think that's such a great example. 
you've got somebody who's like, you know, I need to do my exercise because I know I'm going to be in a better place if I don't. So build that in um, as much as you can do. Obviously, sometimes you can't. But I think sometimes if just really connecting in with your team, what are the enablers, what are the sort of the derailers and building that into how things are scheduled and how how things work, I think really takes again that, I'd say, is it pressure of thinking on Sunday, oh, goodness, what, what's going to happen? You know, you're going to be listened to. And also, you know, there's a space in an update meeting that that anything can come up that needs to be discussed rather than everything is so regimented and, uh, you know, worked through. So that listening piece, I think, is important. I think there's probably two other areas that I would sort of consider that we should think about as leaders to help with our way of working and ease this Sunday night blues. And we'll get we'll get more into this with the second part of the research. But one is around playing to your, you know, extending what we've just talked about, playing to your team's strengths. We know new projects come in. We know new work comes in. If you know someone who's really excited about a project, then in include them in that project or be part of that project team. Because again, going back to the Sunday of what am I going to do? Oh, that's exciting. I'm really interested in that piece of work and I'm on that project team. That's something that can alleviate maybe something that might be quite stressful. So that's, I think, something, something to think about. And then the other element, which again is, I, th I think it's sort of basic management leadership and sometimes can get forgotten about when we're so busy, is thinking about when you're asking someone in your team, could you complete this? Or I need this bit of information is give the meaning and the context behind it. Yeah. Because otherwise it's a thread of like, well, yes, so what? How can I get excited about it? And also how can I connect with what I'm doing to the greater purpose or the overarching objective? And I think doing that is it's simple, but also means maybe there's another way of doing it that you may not have thought about. So those are, so those are the other sort of elements to think about as managers and leaders of supporting the team so they can be their best and 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 alleviate a bit of that Sunday afternoon, evening,ness, whatever it might be. Yeah, and that makes me think also one of the things we often say in our Bank of Me programme is that if you can look at your diary for a Monday and make sure you've got something in there that really gives you joy and excitement and fulfillment and plan that. And even if it's not a formal meeting, it might be a 10 minute catch up conversation with someone that gives you energy, but something that's very intentional in there on a Monday so that you, you go into the week feeling good. And it sounds like a really simple thing to do, doesn't it? But actually knowing to do that and actually doing it are two very different things. And yet taking our own ownership and helping our people take that ownership of you know planning a little better perhaps so that Monday is a little bit more exciting is, is something that feels obvious to me from this research too. Totally, totally agree. And and I think that the, the other parts of, um, we'll get deep into this research where you mentioned there about autonomy because I know sometimes well, I, people might say, well, you know, I, I can't control my work. It's all coming down with what the business needs or what my leader or my manager needs. And I do think there is somewhere where we can all be autonomous in a certain way. And if it's 10, 15 minutes of I'm going to plan something nice and put it in the diary or, 
or do something that day that's going to give you that energy that is giving yourself control back and I think that's really important yeah, I agree. And I think it's going to be even more important over the next few months, actually, given some of the economic situation that we're, we're facing. Things are going to get tough and perhaps tougher for many of us. And so actually, it becomes even more important that we do whatever we can, you know, the classic what's within our control and influence to make sure that Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, but particularly Monday feels like a place we want to be rather than the Sunday night blues getting bluer. Um, But you've talked about phase two, Kirsten. Tell us a little bit more about what happens next then. Yes. So phase two is to get really deep and underneath what are some of the drivers of, we're calling it work autonomy because we don't want to lead lead the witness around Sunday night blues, <laughs> and but really understand what yeah what are some of the drivers and then what can we do about it. So it's a big piece of research that's going on at the moment. Plans, well planned. I'm going to say cleverly, but plans in in the whole structure of the research around the clocks changing as well because that's another element where we've got the lighter mornings and the dark evenings and 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 how that can impact us. And that will start to, we'll get those results at the end of this year. And we're going to be looking to publish them um, next year. So what's driving it really underneath and what are we going to do about it? So we would build really a bit of a leadership toolkit. I'm personally very strong of, yes, okay, there's a problem, what we're going to do about it. <laughs> um, I, don't wanna, I don't think I will leave anyone hanging. Um, and, and to use a toolkit, you know, in a way that, is going to support organisations that they can use it in the way they need it. Again, because all organisations and all individuals are different to really try and alleviate the, you know, the Sunday night blues essentially. So that will be uh, coming out in Q1 of next year. And I'm really excited because it's a really big survey. We've got lots of contributors. So there'll be some really, really rich data and we can really get into what's going on. I I can't wait to see the toolkit because, as you say, it's great to have the research, but actually then taking that to to what do we do as a result is so important for people, isn't it? And I do feel that a lot of this is about awareness. And I'm interested to see whether the people that have participated in the research perhaps will themselves have more awareness of how they're feeling on a Sunday and why and what they can do about it. And so by even participating, it's, it's helping them to become maybe more intentional because one of the things that I was just thinking about when you were speaking is that we use our system Tuddle that, that you're aware of to check in every Monday morning. And teams across the world are using this. It's, we, we use it ourselves, but there are many teams from many brands doing that. And one of the people I was talking to last week said, It's amazing doing it at nine o'clock on a Monday morning because it makes me thoughtful about the week ahead in a positive way because I'm, I'm having to answer a couple of questions really quickly that are about how I'm feeling and it's prompting me to think about, well, what can I do about that? And I thought that was really interesting as a kind of byproduct, actually, of what we're trying to do with Tuddle. But it is around this awareness raising of how do I feel and what do I have control and influence over and how can I influence how others are feeling too? And so I'd love to check in with you when you get the research, not only to look at um, the toolkit, but also look at whether you feel the people that have participated have managed to make some fundamental changes so that they're not feeling as blue. Definitely. So having that moment, isn't it, if it's filling out a survey or just, you know, I know some people write diaries or some people write to-do lists, but just having that moment just to think about how do I feel at the moment 
it's really, really powerful because it really shapes what you do sort of uh, going forward in the morning. So I uh, know, no, definitely. And and I think what's, what I'm really keen about is there's lots of research and conversations. Some people call it the Sunday scaries. There's a big mental wellness program. The NHS have pushed out to really support you in terms of how are you feeling now? What wellness support do you need to put in place? Um, so they published that a couple of weeks ago. So it's like really bringing all of these things together so that we can make the world a better place to work in. That, that, if we can do that, I think that just makes things you know, better for everyone, particularly, as you said, Jane, given we just don't know what we're going to be going through for in, in the next year. Yeah, and that's where our combined passion and shared passion definitely sits, isn't it, Kirsten, in terms of making making the world of work better so that people are better in, in the world. So I'm going to leave it there, but may I ask you, if I may, to come back once you've got that second phase of research completed and share a little bit more and perhaps give us some insight to some of the tools that you've created too. Definitely, would love to very much so. Let's Thank- make change. Thank you, Kirsten. Really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today and good luck with phase two. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you for listening. Continue the journey at www.theculturebuilders.com.